Greetings, adventures, and welcome to GNGGCast. Welcome, everyone, to Good Night and Good Game, your geek news roundup for the week that was. I'm your host, James, and with me this week is our producer, Tony. Hello. And our co-host, Hector. Hello. Hector, welcome back. It's been so long. I've forgotten <sighs> what your face looks like. It's good to be back, and my face looks a lot like this. Um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been real. Uh, work is tough and mm. it sucks sometimes, but also it's how I'm not poor, so that is very I keep true. doing it unfortunately. Yeah, that is very very true. All right, everyone. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about Shang-Chi, but before that, we have a great news roundup. Before we start, don't forget that you can head over to goodnight.gg, where as a patron of our show, you can suggest topics for us to talk about. Uh, a Patreon update. I have all of my notes together for the PT episode and will be assembling the script this weekend. I have to emphasize, I may have gone mad in the process. There was so much stuff to talk about and trying to figure out exactly what to make into a great coherent episode for all of y'all has been a trial in and of itself, but I have persevered and we will record this episode and it will be fantastic. (laughs) With all that out of the way, it is time for the prelude. Prelude. All right, this is the prelude. This is what we've been doing with ourselves this week, what we've been playing, what we've been watching, what has been occupying our free time. Hector, you've been gone and away from us. What have you been doing? Well, let's see. So I have I have two and a half things. The first one... Um, it's not two and a half men, right? It's not two and a half men. That, okay. I mean, I'm sure that's that was fine. A, it's not a franchise of That was why he wasn't here the other week. Yeah, no, that, yeah that, that was... I was just... Binging two and a half men? Binging no, you two were just and with half two and a half men. <laughs> I was just with two men and a, uh, a 14-year-old? I don't know. Anyway. Very awkward so, show premise. No, yeah. really ha- like half cut off person. Like, it was a weird weekend for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was you. I two feel like that was a Pixar two and a half movie. That would be a pretty good horror movie. Anyway. Yeah, what have you been doing? It's weekend at Bernie's, but like, which is only half a torso. No, no. There was a Pixar movie where these two kids had like half their dad with them the whole movie, and it was only the bottom half. Oh, it was the magical thing with yeah, the, 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 Chris the tr- Pratt, and yeah. I didn't finish watch. I, I according to it was a lot of fun. According to Good Disney movie. Plus, I've watched it three times. According to me, I've started it three times, and I don't know, did something else. Uh, that's fair. The ending's the I do part. not want Disney Plus to tell me how many times I've watched things on their service. Oh God, me neither. Please <laughs> like, never tell me how much how many times I've watched the Frozen documentary. <laughs> right, you've watched Age of Ultron twenty times. Oh God. Oh, I yeah. should never have anybody know that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, what are you anyway, doing? Anyway, so um, the, the half thing is there was an episode of Ted Lasso uh, season two that came out. Uh, it, it, it's the Coach Beard episode, mm-hmm. oh. and oh man, so good. was just, that just wonderful. for our audience, real quick. Um, Ted Lasso. If we've been talking a lot about this show. Uh, it got a lot of acknowledgement at the Emmys this last week yes, for just did. actors and, and its story. Um, Ted Lasso is the story of an Amer- American who goes over to the UK to coach a soccer team. Um, it is considered probably widely as one of the most wholesome shows that you can watch on television right now. It is an Apple Plus show. Um, there are mm-hmm. obviously other ways to, to find it, but um, it is widely considered one of the most wholesome shows that exists right now because it gives you nothing but good feelings by the end of the episode, and very shows, few shows do that. Correct. Go ahead and proceed. I just wanted to give that so context So anyway, for yes, and that is basically what I was talking about because the first season was very magical and very wonderful, and <laughs> we're here about halfway through the second season, and we were all like looking for that, for, for that same magic. Mm-hmm. Not that the show's been bad by any stretch. It's still been a very good show to watch, still been wonderful and funny and uplifting. 
But this last episode was just something very, very special. And um, speaking of the Emmys, the actor who plays Coach Beard gets a very special pair of pants in the episode that he wears throughout the course of it. And he also wore them to the Emmys. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love I those love pants. That. I love that episode. Yeah. I love that actor. I'm Yeah. And Ted Lasso <sighs> is great. Yeah, yeah. That show is so good and it, it is deserving of awards. So. Also spoilers, by the way, mm-hmm. I looked at the lineup for, cause SNL is about to come back. Yeah. Week three, Jason Sudeikis is ho- hosting nice. SNL. Very so cool. So get excited about that. Very cool. What else did you do while you were gone? Uh, let's see. I played Deathloop. I haven't finished it. Okay. Uh, not even close, but Deathloop, I did Arcane start it. Studios. Uh, you wake up, it's a time loop game. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it, right? Yes, it is a time loop game. Um, I don't know. It's got a lot of qualities to it all at once, which is why it's very... First-person shooter. The first-person shooter, um, um, strategy-based, time-based. As in... Okay, so without getting into the nitty-gritty of it, it it is... uh, Yes, it's a time loop game where you're trying to solve a puzzle. Now, this puzzle elements take place in the morning, at noon, in the afternoon, and at night. And over the course of the day you work this puzzle at the end of the day your puzzle resets and it is now the morning before right but as you work through each day you can carry over things from your previous time of that day so it's a little it, roguelike-esque a little roguelike-esque because mm-hmm. you can select a new loadout for every period of the day you move into okay. it's all very interesting and very tutorial heavy on the front but man is it fun and man is it funny very very cool game i can't wait to play more of it okay. but I immediately stopped it Tuesday morning with when Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits came out. Okay, and this was a PS5 this game? This is a PlayStation 5 game. You can also get it on the Epic Game Store, but I wasn't going to do that. So <laughs> I got it on PS5 once I realized that the port was actually good. Hmm. Um, I just looked up a review. It is a very good port. Now, I wasn't really sure about this game. I saw the trailer. We watched it at E3. Yep. Sony's been uh, you know, hyping it up a little bit ever since. But it all went very radio silent. Mm-hmm over the last few months and there were no review codes there was um like like nobody could get a copy of this game to play for a review for day one i don't even think we knew when it was going to come out we didn't really when i found out it was coming out tuesday it was monday yeah and yeah i had no idea what was going on it snuck up on me and then when i started seeing that there were no reviews i got a little nervous Mm -hmm. this is usually what happens when a game studio sends a game out that is bad to die right and so i was like oh fuck well like i really need to see a review of this And after a few, I was very encouraged and started playing the game. And let me tell you, this is a fucking fantastic game. What kind of game is it? So think um, action, adventure, um, a little bit uh, Naughty Dog a la um, Uncharted, a little bit Zelda a la 3D open world Zelda. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, there's combat, there are enemies to fight, there are characters to interact with and quests to go on with them. Mm-hmm. There is a whole world suffering from a contagion that you are also clearing. Mm-hmm. And there are people you meet along the way that just really need your help. And not in a please fetch me five bare asses kind of way, mm-hmm. but in a my brother is lost in the forest. Can you come help me find him? And then the old person is like... Um, you can help them, but they're not going to understand what happened to their brother. Right. Um, it is just an absolutely beautiful game in every single way. The the game design is beautiful. It the 
puzzles are beautifully designed and are always very clever. Mm -hmm. Um, Combat is always fun and impactful and interesting. The animation is straight out of a Pixar movie. Uh, Uh It is what I would imagine a Miyazaki movie would look like if it ever made the jump into 3D animation the way Pixar did uh, out of Disney. Okay. It is, every character is beautifully animated, beautifully voiced, even the children, which is a rarity in video games. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it just, it, it, it's wonderful in every spot. And it's just, does it make you feel like a kid game. while you play it? No, like, it makes me innocence? feel like an adult that can enjoy this game. That's the thing. A lot of people looked at this game and thought, oh, game for children might right. be fun. This is not a game for children. It's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Some of the combat and some of the puzzles are actually really twisted and like, unexpected and interesting Mm -hmm. so it more just makes me feel like an adult enjoying a pixar movie or a miyazaki movie okay but in video game form because it's you know not incredibly violent but there's still some good combat it's you know not edgy or trying to make me you know worry about the government or the climate or anything it's Mm -hmm. just a good story about a forest spirit trying to help the people around her who are in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot of friends along the way and they all have a lot of character. One of the characters that I've been helping is a, a master of forge master for the city. And um, when I find out where she is, uh, I meet her girlfriend and her girlfriend helps me track her down because we can't figure out what happened to her. Okay. Very, very, very interesting game. Very fun. I think I'm about two-thirds of the way through it, Mm -hmm. and I cannot wait to play more of it until I am done with it. Then I will play other things. Wow. Like, that is just where I am. I'm completely locked in. It's a wonderful (laughs) game. All right. Uh, Tony, what have you been doing over the last week? Um, I want to talk about my new weekend ritual activity. Okay. It's Trials of Osiris. Yeah. By myself. It's um, it's happened. I can actually play the, this this game mode that has been locked off to tri- three teams mm-hmm. going against or teams of three going against each other. And this season in Destiny, it has now been opened up to single players, two te- teams of two. You know, you know, any combination up to three, mm-hmm. and it's fun as fuck. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that they finally did that. Like like they they figured it out, they expanded it. Because when you have like I guess in a way your most like celebrated mode as far as like <laughs> PVP locked into like a three-man team without mm-hmm. for, correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't have matchmaking either, did it? You know, it has matchmaking. It's so before, it was, I mean. No, it's always had matchmaking. So okay. it was the you're going for seven wins. Right, right, right. You're still wanting to get seven wins. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can do seven wins on a card in a row from the very beginning, flawlessly, you never lose yeah. a match. You go to the lighthouse and you get special rewards. That stays the same. But now getting people to come in and just doing bounties to get rewards, just leveling up by playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did. I have actually played Trials of Osiris enough to where I leveled up the uh, Saint 14 characters level thing. I, that, I don't do a PVP. That takes a long fucking time, but I've had so much fun doing this. That happened in like a weekend, nice. Which is is kind of amazing for me. That's awesome. I recorded a bunch of really fun clips of just stupid shit that happened, mm-hmm. good and bad. <laughs> um, the first 
weekend was a bit more aggravating because it was the first time trying it out. Yeah. Um, this last weekend was a lot more fun, but they're experimenting with the matchmaking as it is right now. Um, more information is on the This Week at Bungie. Um, specifically this week, um, I wanted to bring up like one of the points that they said. One of the main changes they made to, with Trials this season was to allow So and Duelo players to queue up. It allowed players of low barrier entry and expectation to try the mode out. Mm-hmm. And it did. It's. I have a clip of why you don't go under leveled into trials <laughs> because you just melt the yeah. enemy team. Like it was just like, oh my god, this is the the worst thing I could have done to those people, and it was funny. Um, it increased the population to where the mid skill players loaded more wins than it only matched against other mid skill ta- players or against high skill. So more of the population was being thrown around okay um which led to some interesting stats the first weekend um solo wins were 23 percent of the games but blowouts of 5-0 losses were 38 percent of the games nice um week two solo wins 36 percent of the games that's it's a lot and that's whew, i wanted to stay there mm-hmm. um but the blowouts went down to the five o's went to 29 percent of the games okay they want that to stay about 30 for blowouts and solo t- uh, fire team blowouts. Oh, sorry. Um, they want the win rate to be more about 30% and the blowouts to be about 33%. I like those numbers to be reversed because a solo player, I like having a better chance of blowing out the other team. Yeah. Um, they're experimenting with a new type of matchmaking this weekend. Um, I haven't gotten to try it out yet because that happens tomorrow. Hey. Um, it's going to be a capture mode as well so you will have to after 30 seconds a place will unlock if you go capture that you win or you can kill the enemy team mm-hmm. everybody still has one life but now it's just a capture zone instead of that being at the very end mm-hmm. of the like hey it's overtime somebody fucking kill each other already mm-hmm. now it starts the beginning and forces people to capture zones um speaking of this week uh there's a meme that i need to go make after this episode of a uh, a bounty it's un- impossible to win it's it's <laughs> to capture zones in the crucible and i've never seen anyone do that <laughs> it's it's unwinnable who catches who uh, captures, who, who zones, captures in zones in a capture the f- zone map type which was like the only map type in the fucking game really yeah so uh, is there anything else you've been doing this week or just focusing on Destiny? I really just want to talk about Trials because it is so fun that, and now Destiny is the number three played game on Steam. Right. So, so now would be a good time to jump in. Yeah. And yes, please jump directly into Trials as fast as you possibly can. <laughs> need more blood. I, I need to kill more more blood. All right. We're running a little bit long for the uh, prelude this week, so I'm going to keep it really brief. I have been playing uh, God of War uh, now that I have a PS5 and Hell can run yeah. it at 60. Um, I'll talk more about it later. We Again, we've been running long today. Um, Overwatch League is in their finals right now. So basically my entire week is strapped to my TV just watching the Overwatch League go on. That is everything that we have for the prelude this week. We are going to take a small break. And when we come back, we'll be going into our main news segment in the Weekly Raid. Weekly Raid. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the Weekly Radar News Roundup for the week. It's spooky season, so let's kick things off with some horror just for you. Uh, Director John Logan, who worked on Penny Dreadful, is working on a movie with Theo Germain and Kevin Bacon. The title is in flux right now, but the story is going to be a horror story that will be a, quote, 
queer empowerment story set at a gay conversion camp. Hmm. Yeah. There's a comedy of this Ooh. if you'd like to watch it called But I'm a Cheerleader. It's a fucking amazing movie. This this has the potential this to was, be... This is also from the, like, 1998. So... Yeah. yeah. The, there There is not a lot of queer representation in horror. True. And the fact that we are getting this sounds absolutely Shit. fantastic. Um, there's always been movies that have had subtext mm-hmm. um, when it came to having queer coded characters, but there just aren't a lot of direct ones where queer characters are front and center. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they are being so bold as to say, yeah, we are going to ter- tell a queer centric story that will in fact be at a gay conversion camp. Mm-hmm. I'm getting flashbacks to things like get out. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like, it's so on the nose that it's almost more on the nose than get out. Like, like, mm. like, because this is a thing that does happen to people. People go mm. to these places. I don't know what the content of the movie is. I don't know if it's secretly like we actually, you know, butcher the gays and then sell them as meat or, or if it's just the horror of being at a conversion camp mm. because that's real. And that's fucked up. That's like, oh, hey, here's this uh, movie. So we're going to be, it's going to be super spooky. So we're in a country where we gas people and you're one of those people in this movie. So we're just going to lead you into this gas chamber. Like, right. it, it's just like, holy fuck. Like, this is actual torture people are going through. Yeah, it's, it's a very difficult topic. And I hope that they do approach it respectfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, like I said, this has the potential to be one of the scariest things just because yeah. you will walk out of watching this movie going, a lot of that is real. That is real things that people actually fucking do to their kids. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm very excited for this, I, I, but I'm more curious than anything to see how they handle it. Yeah. Uh, the team behind Zombieland and Deadpool are getting together to make a, a TV series based on the game franchise Twisted Metal. Anthony Mackie will be the star of the series, and the writer behind Cobra Kai will be scripting it. Huh. Those are all words that went together. I'm not sure what timeline we're living in anymore. <laughs> yeah. That, that's weird, that right? That's weird. Like, you put a sentence together. Yeah. That I know all of those words individually. And those are but all like, accurate. It, 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 it just seems like a Mad Lib, though. Like, yeah, okay, did you like, just... Did you just make no, up that sentence, James? I, I did James, not, did, are you lying about I, whatever the fuck that was? Because that was so confusing. That is an actual <laughs> thing that they are actually making. I mean, making a movie out of Twisted Metal, I, I don't understand. Uh, why not Mario Kart? <laughs> like, like, what are we doing? It's, it's it's weird, right? And Anthony Mackie, who's like big, like big time Hollywood, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Anthony and Mackie's like, a popular yeah, dude. By the way, you're gonna play the John Doe of this series, and sure, what yeah. the fuck? Uh, okay, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, man. I'm waiting. I'm just ready for him to like play as the main clown character, and then just bust like he's gonna kick open the door and just be like family. And then that's the trailer. That's the trailer for Twisted Metal. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, no, I don't I, I don't know what to say about this news other than okay. <laughs> right. Um, Good luck. I, yeah. I, I am intrigued and would like to see this happen. You have my curiosity. Yeah. Right. Just, if not my attention. Just go forth and make, sure. make this. Make, make it, we'll, we'll make it We'll discuss this later. That's we'll discuss fine. this later. Come back with like a vision. Like, because otherwise at this point I'm very confused. Uh, Hollywood legend Chris Columbus is taking his book series, The House of Secrets, which is about three sub- siblings that get trapped in a mansion that was once owned by an occult novelist. And he, they have to experience the writer's works while trapped inside the mansion. Um, they're taking that book series and turning it into a show for Disney Plus. Nice. 
Okay. I mean, it seems like it would be spooky. I, this is, yeah. It sounds exactly like the things that Disney Plus needs since they've basically Disney Channel doesn't exist anymore. They mm. used to make these really fun Halloween things. Yeah. They still have them on there. If you have Disney Plus, there's amazing Halloween shit on there. And I would like to see them expand that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Chris Columbus already... He does amazing things. Mm -hmm. He knows how to do weird mansion shit. Just go back and watch the first couple of Harry Potters. Yep, that's true. (laughs) He is the man who did that. Uh, Season three of the Netflix docuseries, The Movies That Made Us, uh, was announced this week. Ah, And it's set to arrive on October 12th. Oh, soon. All right, this lineup, though. It will cover Nightmare on Elm Street. Sweet. Friday the 13th. Oh, God. Halloween. Mm-hmm. Aliens. Mm-hmm. Robocop. Mm-hmm. And Coming to America. One of these things is not <laughs> like the other. I think... Yeah. I'm very happy with all of them, though. <laughs> There's none of those that I don't want to see yeah. very badly. I, but, like... All right. I've watched almost like none of the movies that made us stuff because it just a lot of it hasn't been movies that I either don't care for or movies I just don't want ruined in any way. Well, see, see, I find the ones I don't care for more interesting because like the one about Dirty Dancing, like I've never seen Dirty Dancing. And I watched that and I was like, I need to fucking watch this movie. There was like a fascinating backstory as like how it was made and all the trials they went through to actually get the movie made. I was like, well, I respect that movie a lot more than I did previously. Yeah, T.I.L., Patrick Swayze, kind of an asshole. Yeah. But yeah, the the movies that made us doesn't tend to ruin a whole lot of movies unless it's something like Patrick Swayze is a bit of an asshole. Yes. But like the Ghostbusters was. one was like the most wholesome thing in the world. Like all I, I could watch that episode over and over again. Mm-hmm. All of this sounds fantastic. But I was reading this list and I was just like, but who was the guy in the boardroom that was like, hey, can we get Coming to America in this one? Right. Yeah. I was, like, I'm, I'm, I was already surprised by RoboCop. I was like, that doesn't, that's not quite right. Then Coming to America is like, it fits better least, than that. But RoboCop did scare kids as a kid and a dude does get sure, shot in the but dick. that's because it is mega violent. It was never scary. Yeah, RoboCop like, was not meant for children. It no, was not. That was a hard Back and yet they made like, and yet they made well, like was... RoboCop cartoons and shit. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Well, the third one was very PG thirteen. It was. Yeah, they definitely toned it down over the years. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the CW uh, did cancel their take on the eighties horror hit, The Lost Boys. Uh, mm. However, Hollywood is not. Uh, they're, they're getting the director of I Am Not Okay to direct a new version of The Lost Boys. We do not know the details of the movie. All that we know is it's set in modern day. So it could be just a sequel. It could be a reboot. It could be anything, but it's going to be The Lost Boys set in modern day. I like the idea of a Lost Boys in modern day. I would love to see a take where these Lost Boys don't, you know, where they live in like a very modern urban environment with their fucking cell phones and shit. And I mean, you know, having to deal with the problems of being a vampire, but also all the good things. Like there's this gag in, um, uh, what we do in shadows, where they all watch a YouTube video of the sunrise. But like, that's real shit. That's like, true. like, tell me a vampire who wouldn't do that. Like, I don't know. True. I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential there. So I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm really, really glad the CW does not control the fucking Lost Boys as a franchise. Right. Yeah. Apparently, they tried the pilot. Pilot did not work. Now, I like the idea of a like homeless teens vampires 
living in the streets trying to get by and then like these comic book nerds show up and just fucking wreck the shop <laughs> out of I them. I mean, that's the plot of the original movie. You can just do that. But, right, I mean- but, but that was the thing, right? So, so in a modern day, everyone would be like, oh, yeah, we know how vampires work, bro. <laughs> right. Like I'm, I'm an adult in the United States in 2021. I know how fucking vampires work. You non twilight bitch. I bet you wish you sparkled. I'm just going to open your window when you're asleep. Motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, okay, so quick update on the Activision Blizzard stuff since we last talked about them. Um, heads of Activision Blizzard are leaving left and right as several lawsuits are being tossed at the company. Uh, before, it was just the state of California looking into the poor treatment of their workers. And when we say poor treatment, we mean sexual harassment uh, and a lot worse mm-hmm. that we don't want to talk about. But yes, bad things were happening. The state of California was looking into them. Since then... Federal regulators are now involved, and Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick has been subpoenaed. The chief legal officer at Activision Blizzard has left. He was like, fuck this shit, I'm yeah. out. And Activision is saying, we're working on internal changes as the act- as the investigation continues. Yeah, no, if I was their like, head of legal anything, I'd be like, I either need a 100% raise right now to deal with this bullshit, or I'm just going to leave. And they were and like, they, uh, and he's like, bye. Yeah. I didn't want to do it anyway. Remember, this is when we talked about them last, we were talking about the fact that they were shredding documents mm-hmm. that the state of California was asking them to give them. Yep. So this is only getting worse. And now that the feds are involved, oh, this is going to get nasty. Yeah. saying the wrong word. This keeps getting better. <laughs> or, like, it gets better for it, everyone who isn't an activist. Who is an Activision Blizzard? Blizzard, Which is getting better. Large majority of the world is not Activision Blizzard. It's getting better for us because it gets worse for Bob and I. And I was going to say, like, oh, it's just getting worse for Activision Blizzard shareholders. However, a lot of these lawsuits are based around supporting the shareholders. Mm -hmm. The fact that they did not disclose this information to the shareholders, all of this information could basically take the company down, which means people who invested in the company were never made aware of what their investments were actually doing. Mm -hmm. And they could possibly, at some point down the road, fucking giant sue and be like, no, you guys didn't tell us about your bad business practices. We made an investment we should not have made. Mm -hmm. Burn it all down. Yeah. And please burn it all down. I would not That's miss what I've been any of their shit. For so long. I, there's nothing that Activision makes that I would miss, and like I would miss Overwatch from Blizzard. Right. That's it. Just give the Overwatch team their own company. Yeah. It's like to take the rest of it and be like, y'all making Overwatch. You you stay over here with your owl money. Yeah. <laughs> but, there's but, enough but, Diablo clones out there that somebody yeah. can make Diablo better than Torchlight the already exists. Yeah. The Torchlight exists. Torchlight uh, Path of too, Exile uh, exists. Too complicated. Um, Path of Exile is very popular and people can yeah. keep making more. Yeah. Okay. So for the back half of the news this week, Nintendo just had one of their Nintendo directs literally hours ago. Mm-hmm. And we have to talk about it because rarely do I come into the show saying this. Does Nintendo just doesn't always go all out for their Nintendo directs and holy fuck. This was an E3 level presentation. This was a Gamescom level presentation. It's this been was, it's been several years since we've seen them perform this well, even at an E3. Yeah, like like I absolutely insane. I'm, it might have been like 2015, the last time they had a show this good. Yeah, so it opened up with just a little notice saying that all the dates are subject to change because COVID, and that they were saying like, look, our hearts are going out to everybody suffering with this right now. We're doing the best we can. We're trying to get these dates as close 
as, as we can as possible to the, to the release for this, which was a nice statement to see because mm-hmm. that's a lot of game, a lot of like the PlayStation premieres when they show this, they don't acknowledge the fact that delays happen, mm-hmm. right? We know that things like Halo got delayed because of COVID. We know that other games have gotten delayed because of COVID. Um, yes, I get it. It's, some, it's corporate pandering in a way, but it was just nice to see. Yeah. Uh, start things out with. Um, I, before we go into this show, mm-hmm. Left to go for a jog, and I stated, "Why are you even watching that? There's nothing could possibly happen. It's a Nintendo Direct. They literally showed nothing at all, mm-hmm. and have proceeded to not give a shit since now. And now I'm like, oh, they actually showed something good. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I basically said the same thing. James is like, hey, yeah, we're gonna watch that Nintendo thing, and I was like, I'll put it on. I'm not expecting it." Right. No, and I wasn't. So we open things up with a the first expansion to Monster Hunter Rise called Sunbreak. Um, it's going to be the expansion pack coming out in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, it said massive expansion. Yeah, they, they were really emphasizing that. They were mm-hmm. like, this isn't just like a little expansion you're paying 10 bucks for, guys. Like, this is world changing to this to this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as I know, Monster Hunter Rise is solely on the Switch right now. It was yes. supposed to come to other platforms at some point, but right now it is this is its first expansion, so Correct. maybe we'll see a Steam version of Rise mm-hmm. in the next year. That that's just that's theoretical. They didn't actually mention that. Um, but yeah, they're just like here it is, giant ruined cities, which is cool because there aren't a lot of like ruined cities in Monster Hunter. It's mostly just wide open True. plains. Yeah. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh that looks so yeah. cool. Um, so yeah, I was super excited about that. Um they shut off Mario Party Superstars, which is a collection of Mario Party maps. Basically, the most popular Mario Party maps all in one game. Um, and we've seen a trailer for now. I, now I have to get a Switch. That's yeah. all I care this about is, is playing Mario Party games. And they just gave me the best of Mario Party. <laughs> yeah, they're I'm giving happy. you the best ones. And that's what yep. it is. Now I'm happy. And it was like summer 2022. That's okay. it's coming yep. out. So, Sweet. Right. So I was super excited. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, sorry. Um, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak comes out summer 2022. Mm. Mario Party Superstars comes out. October 29th. Ah. That's a bit soon for my wallet. Could they like <laughs> do that next year? <laughs> um, they showed this really interesting trailer called Voice of Cards Isle Dragon Roars. It's a really weird, expansive uh, thing. Yeah. But it's really just called like Voice of Cards. Right. It just has a s- subtitle. So it's this really cool, it's got this JRPG art to it. And it's a tabletop RPG for single player. It's a mm-hmm. tabletop card game single player. Right. Literally everything is done with cards. How you move around the map is done with cards. Like you, attack. The, the map is made of cards. Right. Um, everything is cards. Every character is cards. Every building, every shop, every yeah. monster, every castle. It's all cards. There, there are cards everywhere, yeah. and you move around on cards. So if you have any kind of, of like paranoia of cards, do not play yeah, this game. Yeah, do not play this game. Oh, yeah, if you're somehow afraid of cards, this is There's obviously not everything. for I you. I believe that. I'm, I'm sure there people is. People have afraid of holes. If, if, I'm, if I'm remembering correctly, that's the Yoko Taro game. Yes, it is a Yoko Taro game. Which means uh, the, it's going to be weird as shit. Yes, the master hind behind Nier Automata and yeah. Nier Replicant. With his big moon head. And, uh, yeah, all the other insane fucking games that came out of Drakengard for some reason. <laughs> right. But it's a Yoko Taro game, so I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like, I keep wanting to, like, play Nier, but I'm so intimidated by it. Nier, it's like, you Nier, gotta play it, like, 20 times to get the ending or whatever. Well, like, okay, so here's the thing. Nier Automata is definitely worth your time. Because you play the game once... The session will take you less time than you think it will, mm. and then 
the game will start over and you'll be a different character playing the game very differently. Like the combat has changed. And I don't mean like you have different moves. I mean, you went from a third person action game to a top down twin stick shooter. Persona. Just imagine you're playing a different version of Persona and you get near. There you go. Third. That, that, that's a very weird. You're going to grind you, out a it, bunch of the. No, it's, it, it's. So you obviously end up with different endings. And the only way any of the endings make sense is when you get to the third ending. Mm. So on and so forth. And by that time, you've truly grokked everything that all the characters in this game are going through. It is brilliantly presented. Um, definitely play the game if you get the chance. If you feel like you're not going to, just watch a really good like video essay on it because it will break your brain how interesting this game is. Hmm. Interesting. Going with the depths of the characters and how they're interrelated and how you have to keep grinding story mm -hmm. over and over again to keep accessing part of that There's... lore is already something you do in a game. And that's basically what you're doing is this by finishing the game, but it's replaying the experiences yeah. to continue the that's story. A, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah, I totally see that. You know, if you're going to invest the 200 hours either way, just because you finished the game in air quotes faster yeah. doesn't mean that it's any worse of a game, right? Right, yeah. yeah. And, and the whole experience, even three playthroughs, probably wouldn't take you 40 hours. So. Wow. Okay. Uh, Disco Elysium uh, is going to be coming to Switch on October 12th. That is a game that has been like on my to-do list for a long time. And when they announced it for Switch, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking buy it and get it on the Switch. Yeah. That's a game that I would play in that format laying in bed at night. Yeah, or just like grinding some TV or something, right. you know? Yeah. That, that, that absolutely works for me. Mm -hmm. uh, they showed off a bunch of, um, what is it? Uh, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity. Yeah, was, yeah. I, oh, yeah. Every time I see those, I get upset because I think it's Breath of the Wild 2 and right. then it's just like more Hyrule Warriors. And yeah. I'm like, oh, God So it's like it. their second expansion pass and like, mm -hmm. here you go. If you like Hyrule Warriors... There you go. Yeah, then then you you want this because you're there's no Dynasty Warriors. Honestly, right now. I am kind of happy that the Persona Five Dynasty Warriors game didn't have other expansions and shit to it. Because yeah. by the time I got to the end of it, I realized why I don't love Dynasty Warrior games. And this is sitting on top of a lot of unique Persona elements, and mm -hmm. I had a blast with it. But really, getting it through it like the one time, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I had a great time. I do love a Dynasty Warriors game, but not like 80 hours of Dynasty Warriors. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, and it will be the Disco Elysium final it, it cut final that is cut coming to the, the Switch. Acting, yes. Yeah, so mm -hmm. it'll have all that good stuff, um, which is super important. One of the weirder announcements was, y'all, it is the year of our Lord 2021, and Chocobo Racing is back. What? Was it here the first time, really, though? Like, the place, this was a PlayStation exclusive game. Back when Square Enix was only making games for PlayStation. PlayStation. Yeah. That's the PlayStation 1 era. Right. And there was a kart racing game because those were, I mean, pretty pop. Well, they were kind of popular at yeah. the time. Yeah. Yeah. And Nintendo was, was made, making Nintendo games. Right. But and the third party but, companies were, it was, it, it, but so, right. so, weird. So, so, it was so fucking long ago. Right. So, so Square Enix decided to take a bunch of their characters and make cute little chibi versions, even though we were well into the age of Final Fantasy 7 and 8 when everything yep. needed to be a little grim darker. They made a bunch of cute little characters, put them in cute little racing cars and just sailed them around tracks mm -hmm. for money and it's back. And it's back. Like who was asking? What? Like, who what? wanted this? I don't know. It, it, it looked adorable. It does look adorable. Like, and you know what? If if I had, you know, a bunch of kids and they loved racing cards, I'd be like, check out this Chocobo. All right, yes, groom you nicely for Final Fantasy later in life. <laughs> right. As they pet your small head. 
Oh, that yeah, was I, so I, fucking bizarre. It was just such a because I was just confused by the announcement. I was looking at it and I was like, that was a PlayStation One game mm-hmm. that they're making. And there was a like sequel a sequel to. on the PlayStation One. Yeah, and like that was it. That was it. That was it, the it. end of Chocobo Racing. Yeah. We as a society decided no more Chocobo Racing, but apparently now. But it's back. And apparently it is a Switch exclusive. This is like telling me fucking Urgeis is coming back. No, this is not a thing. Stop telling me this is a thing. (laughs) Someday Urgeis will come back. I have No, it's... I mean, at this point, because Chocobo Racing is a good fucking chance. I would rather have a sequel to The Bouncer before I got Urgeis, but that's just my... My my personal square. Every time you say you want a sequel to the bouncer, it reminds me that I want a sequel to the bully, and then I really don't. But I just kind of want them to make that game. Okay. Uh, next thing that they showed was a new Kirby game, y'all. It's been a while yeah. since there's been a new Kirby game. A very not only has it been a very long time since it's been a Kirby game, but I mean it's like an actual 3D open world. This Kirby is like game. Ratchet and Clank looking Kirby game. Yeah, I mean it, it, it looks really, really cool. Like, like wander really around cool. the environment. And the weird part that they were hinting about at, at is like you notice this took place like in a overgrown urban setting. I wonder why that is. So now I'm just like, are there dead humans everywhere we don't know about? Because that's definitely Kirby going up a fucking escalator. Yeah. It's overgrown with grass. Yeah. What is the story of this world? It could be really dark. It could be really dark. It's called the Forgotten Land. I wonder if Kirby is secretly like Adventure Time where like a whole bunch of horrible shit happened, but we live on top of all of that in the cartoon world. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Maybe it's Kirby go introspectively going through the world he decimated by sucking and eating everything <laughs> inside of it. Well, he's and still he's sucking and eating own, everything. While he's going is. through it, it's his own psychosis because he's he's decimated the, these lands and he's trying to forget them, but he's forever trapped and... I think you're thinking too much Kirby. about the, the, the little shaved nut dark, character that dark floats. Kirby. Um, People just don't think enough about Kirby. <laughs> they, they made just really quick announcements saying that both Animal Crossing and Super Smash Brothers are going to be getting, be getting their own Nintendo Directs in October. It was just a, hey, if you don't, you, if you're wondering why there's no announcements here, that's mm-hmm. why. Yeah. Um, especially because the last Smash, or the next Smash announcement will be the final character. Mm-hmm. They said no more Smash after this. Yes. Like this is the end. We are done. October fifth, and then it's over. Nintendo. Nintendo. Three years. Yeah. And no longer. Don't ever ask me or my son for anything ever again. <laughs> right. Um, they showed a Bandai Namco Disney game. It's one where you create your own character and hang out and explore Disney worlds. Apparently it was actually a 3DS game. They've up mm. it and made it really cute. And it's just like, hey, do you want to make a character and like hang out with Ariel and sing under the sea? This is the game that you get to do that in. Cute. I already played the Xbox Disney game for a little while and went through Disneyland. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if I had a Switch, I'd play that. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, one of the weirder announcements was that Knights of the Old Republic is coming to the Switch, but it isn't like the one that was just announced. It's not the one that was just announced. It's the remake, right? Obviously. It's just like here's a port of the PC game or Xbox or and PC game, but we're bringing that to the Switch. I'm like, yeah, that seems a little. Get the fuck if they if it was if it was already in there and it was that easy to do. Yeah. Fuck it, why not? We're already gonna yeah, get money because people are gonna want to play Knights of the Republic. But you can't do it just yet. Maybe you get to play this one, and then we'll announce the other one later on when we figure out the fucking graphics. I mean, well, well, fuck if if Switch can do this. Let's port everyone's game library from two thousand (laughs) and. 
five, <laughs> four, Brooklyn, Brooklyn makes you a good know, <laughs> into the Switch. Let's go. Brooklyn makes a good point. He's sitting in chat and he's like, you know, if it was a port of one and two, I'd be happier. True. Like, that'd be yeah. a great little bundle. Just grab that. Unfortunately, two is so glitched to fuck. That, yeah. like, it's so hard to do. Uh, a, a, a combination of one and two was actually pitched uh, by the people who did the remake and it was rejected, I found out. Oh, okay. So they, they very specifically said just one. Right, right. We were just not acknowledging the two exist. Yeah. Um, there was, they announced like free updates for Mario golf. That was one of the interesting things that I noticed about this is they talked about animal crossing just briefly. And then they mm -hmm. talked about Mario golf and it was one of those things of like, here's all the updates. Here's all the content. By the way, this is all free. Yeah. Uh, Mario golf. I got to play a little bit of it at a friend's house a few weeks ago. Solid game. Lots of fun. Yeah, and the fact I'm that Animal, like the Animal Crossing games are just really, really fun. We are, what, two years into a pandemic right mm -hmm. now? Mm -hmm. So Animal Crossing's been out two years. All content updates have been free. Like, yeah. at this point, if they said, like, we're going to do a massive expansion for, like, 10, 15 bucks, I'm like, well, I might as well fucking buy it because everything else has been free they up to might this as point. well. I mean, it like, came out the same day as Doom Eternal, and Doom Eternal's right. already got two expansions. Right. Get your shit together, Animal Crossing. They're, they're giving Animal out free expansions. Added, every like They're giving away months. all these free expansions, and it, they've also just added so much cross-promotion with every company Isn't it mostly possibly like here's could. a tv shaped like an apple though as far as the content goes doesn't matter that's i people eat that shit up man it's no, 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 i'm crossing. not saying people don't like it i'm just saying like there's a difference between what they're offering I, and i know they can't hear me but dear my animal crossing village that's sitting 10 feet away from me i'm sorry i haven't visited you in like eight months dead. i'm busy i'm busy super dead Things they can that, feed themselves they're like fine. They're, they're they have fine. fish they're fine they're sure that they're, I have, they're, I'm sure I my island is previous fine. Animal Crossing games. <laughs> having played previous Animal Crossing games and a Neopet that is constantly starving to death. <laughs> no, they eventually they go mad and you know they they yeah. can't function without you. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. They said that uh, they're bringing back. Gotta get uh, them bells. They're, they're taking Dying Light Platinum Edition, releasing that on October nineteenth. And then Dying Light 2 Cloud Edition uh, will be coming out February 4th, 2022. Okay, so, so they're doing the cloud thing with the modern games, and that's right, fair. Right. And it probably because they are, yeah, it's going to be rendering it a little bit higher. Yeah, Dying Light 2 will probably hurt some PCs. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we'll probably be doing it the, the reason. Uh, triangle Strategy, let's fucking talk about really this. Really cool graphics cards would ever be possible to come out at any point in time soon. Yeah, so Triangle Strategy was a AMD. game that we saw like a year ago. It wasn't like this E3, it was like last year. I can't remember. It was like a year and a half ago. And mm -hmm. it is basically Final Fantasy Tactics. Yep. Done by people that said, well, they won't fucking give us Final Fantasy Tactics too. Yeah. So we'll do it ourselves. Yep. But with fucking voice work and fucking blow. And they did. They yeah. put out they put out a demo and I played it and it was a lot of fun. I said, the game is great. Your name is dumb. It's <laughs> a dumb name. They got and so part of the demo was that you got to provide feedback on this tactics game, and so they showed off like, "Hey, we're taking all this feedback from all y'all about the game. Like, we made we the get bought out by we, we we made the UI more like intuitive. Yeah, like we made you know the pixels look cleaner. We mm -hmm. did all these things. Yeah, they said they made changes to difficulty to yep. like certain kinds you of can strategies. Swap, you can swap difficulty between fights and stuff mm -hmm. like that in case the game gets a little too hard. Whole lot of stuff they really did." But apparently nobody took my recommendation of fucking change your name. Maybe Tri maybe when you play the game, it'll be beautiful and poetic why the game is called Triangle Strategy. I'm just saying Triangle Strategy seems like a weird sex position and not <laughs> what a strategy is. No, no, so what's going to happen is you're going to get to the end. You're going to finish the game and you're going to be like, that was a wonderful experience. I'm glad I did that. 
And then look over at your sex pillow and be like, but that's a triangle strategy. I don't know what the fuck I just played should be called, but it's not triangle strategy. Is triangle strategies just the friends that we made along the way? I, I did, yeah, I guess. Or the weird strangers you invited over from Craigslist. Right. That's, to try the I'm sex looking at this pillow. Like, I, y'all were having a fun sex tangent together. I like it. Um but when I think about like a tactics based game and you're telling me triangle strategy is the name of it. And I'm, and I'm like, are triangles part of the plot or part of the like physical movement of characters I, or I, something based? I, there's not a triangle that, to be seen. Why the not, fuck is it called that? Yeah, because it is I watched the based. thing and it's like, okay, there's no triangles, but I don't play these games. Maybe these triangles is something else. I'm hoping they're still workshopping the name. It's still a while before yeah, it comes out. I kept out. wondering if it has something to do with the, like maybe they have an interesting like three-way mechanic uh, between like party members or something that I we haven't so. seen before. And they're like, we need to do the triangle strategy. See, I'd be I, super into that I'm, dopey shit. Like I'm used to weird ass names for Japanese games. Like let's talk about the naming of Kingdom Hearts things sure. real quick. You know, let's not because we'll run out of time before we actually can name them. But like triangle strategy seems so on the nose, but but also, there's no triangles. Yeah, man. That, that was my question. Was, I was like, like, I don't know enough about like strategy games, yeah. but I don't remember seeing a triangle-based thing. Yeah, no. In the pr- old stuff, none I haven't seen this new stuff. Tri- so there was a single I, I, triangle my, in that my, trailer. When we originally talked about this Nowhere. game, like a year and a half ago, my suspicion was that it was secretly sus. a Final Fantasy Tactics game, but they didn't want to call it that because they wanted to see what people thought, uh, and that yeah. secretly at the last minute they're gonna pull back the yeah. banner and be like. Guess what, guys? It's Final Fantasy X. No, we, as far as we know, this is not that. This is nope. It is triangle strategy. Yeah, triangle strategy. Tri- triangle man looks beautiful, and nobody. Well, now I gotta play. Nobody the game. This can play as triangle man. <laughs> He's gonna do. I, uh, I literally can play this if, as long as the song. Nobody triangle can beat man triangle is man. playable no. as a plot line. We in all the know game. what happens when you fight triangle man. <laughs> Uh, Metroid Dread was uh, shown off. We were finally given the story trailer and how it ties into the other Metroid games. Uh, and it was just said, by the way, October 8th. Here you go. It's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Super excited. I've been super, super excited about uh, Metroid Dread. Probably going to be close to a day one pickup for me. It does look very, very I cool. Like and I was I was skeptical at first just because I don't want another 2D Metroid. I want Metroid Prime 4. But we, we, we'll see that when this we is, see it. This is the so, close of the original Metroid Prime, or the original Metroid series. Because right. there's the two timelines, right? Mm-hmm. There's original Metroid and there's Prime. Right. This is the close of 2D Metroid. Next will be Prime. Right. And you know what? They showed a lot of gameplay and it looked really fucking cool. Yeah. It looked like... A lot of the modern Metroidvanias I play now. Yep. So, I mean, yeah, give me that with uh, actual Metroid in it. I'm in. Yeah. Can't wait to see it just broken to shit. At yeah, games it looks gorgeous. Um, so, one of the weird like things. Actual I... Metroid games coming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Like, I again, this is the weird timeline. Yeah. Uh, that, so, my head just kind of like, wait, there's a. Actual Metroid game. Actual Metroid game that's coming out that's not Metroid Prime 4. Yeah. yeah. It's happening. It's getting released October very 8th. soon. Oh my god! I know, like our energy grid sucks in Texas, and Nintendo's mismanagement has been, has been horrendous of this game. But like, guys, it was Prime Four that you're around the, the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Prime Four yeah. where they were like, "Hey, this." That's where they scrapped it and started over. Dread yeah. has been quietly worked on in the back. Let's like, I didn't even know this was going on. I was yeah, talking no, about Prime the, Four. I'm like, yeah. are we? Because I know they didn't say anything about Prime Four in this because obviously, mm-hmm. we yeah, because it's just they, they don't. They're not going to show it, that to anyone. <laughs> if they would have, like they would have saved it for last, and we are not even there yet. Nope. Before yeah, we get to the end, we are getting close. They talked about a 
upgraded Nintendo online membership, which is really mm-hmm. interesting. So right now, if you have a Switch, you pay 20 bucks a year for your Nintendo online and they get, grant you access to certain online things. So if uh, I want to play Animal Crossing with my friends, mm-hmm. got to have Nintendo online, 20 bucks a year, very reasonable. Uh, part of Nintendo online is you get access to the Nintendo store. There's a... It's almost kind of Games Pass model where like uh, NES, SNES games um, exist on there. They put out a couple per month and you can play them. Um, very simple. They're, you know, I could like hop on my Switch right now because I have it and just play The Legend of Zelda for free. You don't have mm-hmm. to buy it because it's on their Game Pass. But they said you can do an upgraded Nintendo Online membership and they're still figuring out pricing and what the bonuses that will get you. So it'll be more than 20 bucks a year. Um, but one of the things they showed is they showed off a Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis section of their Game Pass. Mm. But it isn't just that they're, that these games will be available to play. It's that all of these games that they're showing for the Nintendo 64 and Sega Genesis that previously had a local co-op component will now have an online component. So if I want to play the original Streets of Rage with a friend and we both have the upgraded Nintendo Pass, we hop on, we play the game for free in air quotes as part mm-hmm. of the Game Pass, and we just play Streets of Rage together. Or we just play, um, they showed off, uh, there's a couple of Nintendo 64 games. They said F-Zero yeah. isn't coming immediately, but F-Zero will be there. I think Mar- was Mario um, Kart on there? Mario Kart was on there. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not the entire library because right. that would it's be not, yeah. it's fucking yeah, ridiculous. Cause, cause every, because yeah, because if they had showed off GoldenEye, they would have sold like a trillion. Like, switches oh, they showed today. like Golden yeah, Axe. I, like yeah. Golden Axe. You yeah, could play. Like, this already is very intriguing, and yeah. it makes me. I already was wanting to. I'm on the wanting to get a Switch train mm-hmm. yeah. because it doesn't seem like they're gonna making a Switch two anytime soon. Right. Yeah. And right now they're releasing enough games, and their back catalog is becoming available in such a way that. Mm. I'm okay with twenty dollars a year is fine. Mm-hmm. Thirty, if they would give me, be if thirty is their great. plus pass, then give me the plus pass. That I'm way, I'm saying I can, like fifty is a bit much for a plus no, pass. No, no, on no, that. no. But, but if you but. give me like thirty for my plus pass, yeah, it's ten bucks, ten more bucks a year. I'll pay that so I can play Golden Axe with my friends. Yeah, yeah why not? Right? That seems because, because the, the game is free. Of, yeah, yeah. The chance of you actually getting to do that is so rare versus something like on Game Pass where you're like, hey, this game just launched. Fucking sure. let's play this yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Way higher, which is kind of more the where you can justify the ten dollars yeah. a month. I think they were showing something like a Star Fox sixty four or yeah, something oh, like yeah. that. No, yeah, they had Star Fox sixty four on there with four like, players. Four players, well. yeah. yeah. And they had the multiplayer. Um yeah, it, it, it looks crazy. Great. L- yeah. Looks great. And they said it would be available multiplayer locally or online, which yeah. is very, very cool. Yeah. But I'm sure you have Something on there about the actual controllers. Oh, right. The controllers. If you are a member of the Plus Family Pass, or the Plus, the, mm-hmm. the whatever they're going to call it. They have yeah, another yeah. name for you. The Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo Plus Plus. The Nintendo, Nintendo Plus, Plus, Plus Plus. Whatever it is. Sure. You will be able to go onto Nintendo's website, and it's only members can do this, mm-hmm. and purchase a wireless Nintendo 64 or Sega Genesis three-button pad for your Switch. Now and they're like, what were they? Thirty bucks, forty like 30 bucks. bucks. Yeah, like like, and this isn't oh, like 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 a little chintzy. This is like a one to one replica. Yep. It gave me looking at that Nintendo sixty four controller. I was like, oh god, that's gonna be hard to get. That's mm-hmm. gonna be so hard to get because, I mean, the, those controllers are hard to find anyway, mm-hmm. uh, and people love them. And the fact that they can 
play 64 games on their Switch with the 64 The first time I saw the 64... That is wireless? When I saw the 64 controller, I was like, oh, the Smash community is going to have fun with this. Yeah. I really like it because for like, a, quite a while, they've had that proprietary Nintendo blocky connection thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of that. Mm-hmm. So branching out into let's say alternative controllers, sometimes better controllers for yeah. some designs mm-hmm. um, is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the fact that they let me remap their buttons in their OS. Yeah. That is nice. That is fucking nice. I haven't gone into the PS5's OS to see if that's available yet. I've never but tried. I don't right? think it is. Um, let's Not see here. I we got a few more things we got to cover here real quick. Um, we play our way. They said that oh, uh, Shadowrun Trilogy will be coming next year. X in the wrong so mm. that's a great place to do it. Um, here's the double hit that pissed me off. Uh, Castlevania Advance Collection was announced and launched today. That was all the Game Boy Advance games mm-hmm. coming to the Switch launched today. Dude. On top of that, they say they showed a trailer for a remake of one of my favorite Super Nintendo games, ActRaiser. It's a complete top-to-bottom remake of this game. It's one of those really niche fucking James games that, like, I'm super into. So if you ever want to know what a niche fucking James game is, it's fucking ActRaiser. And they showed this, and they said, yeah, we just redid the entire game. And then we added new stages and some new boss battles. We also dropped that today. Yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm in the middle of doing a show, and I fucking got a war to finish. Yeah. How fucking dare you? So, so I was looking at this game, and this is a game I didn't even have. Is it have, a possible like, shitter game? Is like, it a possible shitter game? Is it could Switch be. Well, it's a Switch, is, right? Yeah. Switch, yeah. So, and the reason I bring that up is small amounts of time. Yeah, yeah. small amounts of time. So, so looking at this game, just from my perspective, from a complete outsider to the, the, the view into this niche-ass James game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm watching a perfectly serviceable um, side-scrolling, you know, sword slasher. And I'm like, okay, this looks neat. The graphics are nice, you know, nicely updated. Looks like an older game with a nice coat of polish. Mm. Looks fun. Looks interesting. And then they're like, and then there's a second part of the game. And all of a sudden I'm watching an RTS. Mm. And it's the same game. I'm like, wait, did we... Are you releasing two games? Nope. No, no, no. There's just an RTS. Because sometimes you're a dude just murdering people with swords sideways and sometimes you're an angel floating over a map doing rts shit like helping people build their cities and whatnot i it blew my mind because this was a super nintendo game i didn't know they did this on the super nintendo yeah it was a brilliant very beautiful and at times very moving story Mm. um there are very sad parts i remember act razor was one of the first games that i felt genuinely sad at a point in the game and it's Mm -hmm. like I don't want to spoil it, but there's just a point where there's a thing where you, you have to interact with the townspeople and sometimes you have to make hard choices and sometimes those choices are sad, y'all. Mm. Like, we got to put a pillow over Billy because like, that's, that's infected. Like, yeah, but, but like bad things down. happen. So yeah, Act Razor, the, the remake, it's out. Um, we are hearing rumors that the Castlevania Advance Collection and possibly the Act Razor remake might be coming to other consoles. I believe they did confirm Castlevania Advance remake for other consoles. Act Razor's up in the air. I think we're just waiting to hear from the respective companies about that. I would appreciate that because those Castlevania games are the ones that I actually never played because I wasn't a Game Boy kid uh, all through high school when they were coming out. So 
mm-hmm. I've always wanted to play them. Huge, huge fan of Symphony of the Night and all of the other games that uh, it spawned out of its it, it, it incredibly sexy belly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I would love to play those. All right. Knocking these last few things out real fast. They showed off uh, Delta Rune, which is uh, part of the Undertale universe, I believe. Yes, exactly. It is a basically the equal and opposite tale uh, that is Undertale. Mm. Um Yes, that, that, the, without sure. saying anything more than that, if you liked Undertale, yeah. then you're a human being with a working heart, and you should play Deltarune. Right. So parts one and two coming to the Switch. Uh, they showed That's off. Um, I'm gonna skip around a little bit. They showed a, a big mm-hmm. Splatoon three story trailer, a which was weird. But they were just like, "Here's game. the story of Splatoon 3. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we saw Splatoon three, the only Nintendo franchise uh, that exists. Yeah. Well, there are two now. The only Nintendo franchise that exists that I'm always looking at going like, fuck, I wish I was playing that on PC. Mm. Like, like w- with friends, the whole it has a thing, competitive fucking like thing, yeah. first like, person shooter element to the game. And I just can't get behind sure. it because it's it's, just, it just looks so it looks so cool, yeah. but I just don't want to play it on a switch. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Playing it on a switch annoyed me when but, I tried out two and I just couldn't. This is do what it. console exclusives are, y'all. Yeah. All right. The two last big announcements. Here we go. There was an announcement for the Mario movie. Yeah. Mario movie is supposed to come out, I believe, next holiday season. Mm-hmm. So, like, not not this, th- not this current 2021. Yeah, 2023. Is, is that what they said? Well, well I, I guess if this is, oh, it would be 22. It was, it was 2022. 2022 is already, yeah, like, this year to me at this point. So let's talk about who is going to be in this movie. Quit dealing with budgeting. <laughs> Mario is going to be playing, being played by Chris Pratt. That's a yeah. That's a choice. Anya Taylor Joy will be playing Peach. It, Peach could have been anybody. I'm just. I'm glad they went with a name. Uh, Charlie I'm, Day. She's will be Luigi. Actress, but Peach has like no story beside me. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. could have been anybody. So I'm glad they went and with like, a name. She, she's anyway. an amazing actress, but like. Maybe she'll have a bigger part in this one. She'll maybe, a maybe there's Mushroom. a lot of Peach that we're we have to look I forward really to. I really hope that Mario's not in this movie because out of those two actors, you just went from. Chris Pratt, mm-hmm. who's a basically a doorknob that can fucking talk in front of a microphone, <laughs> um, to Anna Taylor Joy, who's an amazing fucking actress, yep. and, and then Charlie Day is Luigi, and Charlie, Charlie Day's Day an amazing Luigi. actor as well. I, I'm sorry, just not on the Chris Pratt sure. front. Understandable. That's fair. That's but fair. Yeah, no, no. Charlie Day as Luigi is going to be like that's the perfect. We're, we're not done yet. Why is there an Irish? I don't know, he just like screams like. So like I'm just so used to his, the, him on uh, it's always sunny. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jack Black will be playing Bowser. Neat. I, I can't. I don't see it, but fine. Keegan Mike and Keel, uh, Keel Michael Michael Keel will be playing Toad. Yeah, sure. Uh, 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 that feels <laughs> racist for some reason. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Seth Rogen will be playing Donkey Kong. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's a perfect Donkey Kong. Who else is going to play Donkey Dude, Kong? Dude, those are not Maybe cigars. The Rock. <laughs> and Fred Armisen will be playing Cranky Kong. Okay, right Fred, on. I love Fred um, Armisen. Fred Armisen is weird as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's this, I, this is the when you got to the end of the casting of the Spider-Man, the animated movie, mm-hmm. back, and it was like, and here's my hair's bird, uh, Nicolas Cage. And you're like, oh, fuck, I like them. Nicolas Cage and Fred Armisen are very similar in my... I kind of watch them in everything. That's fair. Because they can do everything. Yeah. I, 
I don't I, I don't care what the role is. Honestly, I'm not sure why he isn't Mario. No, I'm with you. Fred Armisen is always funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, yeah, Fred Armisen is Mario, and then fucking uh, Charlie Day as Luigi. Yeah. Way funnier fucking movie. <laughs> way funnier movie. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. All right. There was one final announcement that Nintendo made. Mm-hmm. We were already at the point in watching this Nintendo direct that I was like, there is no possible way that Nintendo can throw anything at the end of this to make it any better than what it is. This is already such an insane Nintendo direct. Mm -hmm. What the actual fuck. And then finally for the first time since the 2017 original announcement, we got the trailer actual trailer for Bayonetta 3. Yeah. Like. What a fucking way to just blow out the end of your fucking presentation. Yeah. And it was like a gameplay trailer. And it had like a lot of really interesting stuff to show off. Like mm. it was. Yeah. It was. It was a perfect way to end the show. Like. And they knew it. They knew they were making a show ending trailer. Yeah. And it was. And it was like, by the way. Yeah. Um, 2022. It is mm-hmm. coming out in 2022. We don't have a confirmed date yet. But. Sometime within that year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Which I mean again, it was announced in twenty seventeen. So like they've yeah. been they've been working on it in a while. Yeah. No, I'm 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 very, very excited. I'm a little sad that Bayonetta won't be coming on to more things. Um and it looked a little dark. Not dark thematically, but like the color palette was weird. Maybe it was YouTube being weird or something, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. It, it wasn't very colorful, but other, I mean, it, it, the action looked incredible, and I can't mm-hmm. I can't wait to see more of it. I've been looking for an excuse to go back and play the original Bayonetta games because oh, I have not played them. Yeah, you should. And everybody's been super excited about three, so I'm like, all right, with three right around the corner, and I believe the one and two collection just came out. I think you can get okay. one and two on the Switch in yeah. like a single package, yeah. and if not, you I know you can get two for a fact, and you can get one on on Steam. So yeah, I'm excited about it. I know that some people are like, "Oh, I'm so sad that it's only coming to the Switch." But I mean, we consoles got to have console exclusives, right? Yeah, and I'm just I just didn't think this would ever be one. I mean, it's a platinum game. What are we doing? But yeah, I mean, if it makes everyone their money, I'm just glad it keeps being made because there would be no Bayonetta two without Nintendo. So that's I'm true. Still happy about that. Uh, wasn't that originally like Wii U or something like that? Yes, it was a Wii U. Yeah, game. It was something weird. No one was going to make a Bayonetta two, and Nintendo was like, "We'll pay you for Bayonetta two. And right. they were like, "Sweet, yeah." yeah so I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll make that. Th- this was the one announcement when I got on Twitter immediately still afterwards. They Nintendo said, "Nintendo makes most of choices by dartboard." It's <laughs> like you found a way to sell me a, a Switch. I didn't mm. have a reason now, and now I fucking want to play Bayonetta three. That's my system seller. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It actually might be. All right, that is everything that we have for the news this week, but we have a lot more to talk about when we get into Shang-Chi in the Boss Room. Boss Room. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the Boss Room, our main discussion for the show. This week, we are going to be going ahead full spoilers and talk about Marvel's Shang-Chi, what we liked, what we didn't like, and more. So let's dive in, but one last time, if you've gotten to this point, spoilers are ahead. Yep. That is our due diligence. We've said it like three times now. Spoilers. Let's talk about Shang-Chi. All right. First impressions, y'all. This is casual conversation. Uh, First impressions. You know what this movie did for me? And just to get it out of the way, um, uh, throughout the course of my movie watching, um, I never really enjoyed me some Aquafina. Um, 
never knew why she showed up seemingly out of nowhere, what she was doing in so many movies recently. Couldn't say I found her particularly funny. She was pretty good, I guess. In, I tried her um, show out for two episodes, did, and I couldn't even get to the third I, before I, I just stopped. I can't watch sitcoms in general anymore. Yeah. It's, it's very, very rare. Ted Lasso is like one of the very few shows that is syndicated that is a comedy that I will even patronize. And that's because it is literally the best one. Um, but yeah, so stuff like that I wasn't interested in. She's done a few movies. I thought she was pretty funny in... Uh, uh, Jumanji 2 that she just did. Uh, she just did. That was probably like two years ago. Jesus that, that, that was pre-pandemic. Yeah. So anyway. That was in the before four. Yeah. So I watched Shang-Chi the whole time expecting to be like, oh man, they got Aquafina in this. I'm probably going to be annoyed by her. And I wasn't. I was delighted by her the entire movie. Yep. She was a good time doing good things, making smart decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, in didn't general, feel like bad representation a, at all. No, no, and she felt like well, the whole movie was was good representation. Yeah. She just mm-hmm. got to be a part of it, mm-hmm. but she wasn't a drag, and she wasn't a flunky sidekick who like fucked everything up and had to be rescued. She was just. Along for the ride because her best friend was going through some shit. And that was awesome. She wasn't Lois laning it. Yeah. At all. Yeah. yeah. Never once Lois laning it. True. Did the opposite. And I love that she was like the point of like the audience's... She was the audience perspective, right? Right. So like, we're like, like even if you're Asian, you get to be like, okay, but what? Right. But, the, but her lines were th- things that we've always thought about. Like mm-hmm. like when, he, when she talks to him at the very beginning and is like, so wait, your name isn't Sean. And he's like, yes. He's like, what is it? It's Shang. He's like, so, so you changed your name from, <laughs> from Shang to Sean. To go into hiding. <laughs> and it's just like such a fucking audience <laughs> referential no thing. misspell that ever. Yeah. Right. So, so there's this amazing thing they do where I swear to God, about half the movie is in Chinese with subtitles. Yep. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Had a good time with it. Super duper not complaining. But... There's this thing they do again with Aquafina where they're like, where she's like, yeah, no, sorry, dude. My Chinese sucks. Mm. I love the idea of having, you know, an American Asian who'd be identified by the rest of the population of the stupid ass country as Asian before American getting to say out loud in the movies, no, dude, my Chinese sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. And the response from the Chinese guy they were speaking to in China was like, no worries, I speak ABC. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that was such a good line. It's just, there's a lot of great stuff in this movie that that Mm -hmm. should very much be appreciated, that we'll definitely get into more. But my biggest first takeaway was, yeah, Aquafina was pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah. You like the actor who played Chang-Chi? I loved him, yes. Okay, so I got a good bit of his social media presence before the movie, and it was all very, very humble. You need to watch Kim's convenience. Kim's convenience. That's a comedy it's, syndicated. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a comedy that was uh, that was a Canadian comedy. Okay. It only ran for like four seasons. Mm-hmm. He is one of the stars of it. It's actually taken from, I believe, a stage play. Okay. So it's a stage play, a, com- a comedic stage play that was turned into a series, and it's just about what the. Asian Canadian experiences like trying to hold on to your culture. Okay. Uh, I believe uh, Korean specifically, like trying mm-hmm. to hold on to your Korean culture while being in Canada and having to adjust to that kind of life. And he is hilarious in it. Like, okay. it, like absolutely. Like when I saw that he was cast for this, I was just like, Oh, this movie better be fucking funny. Cause this mm-hmm. dude, he, the dude has chops. Okay. So not yeah, only is, like is he it. funny in, I, 
that show. He's yeah. funny in the movie, and hot damn, does he got the ability to jump around? I, I kind of want to oh, know yeah. like, how much was stunt double versus him. Was like there was a lot of really excellent fight choreography. Yeah, yes, the fight in choreography movie. in this movie was my favorite thing about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you were a plot. I, there's issues I yeah. have with a plot line. There's sure. you were I, watching a kung fu movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were watching a kung fu. Like, oh yeah, the whole time the bus fight scene was fucking killer. There was so, so I, much so, but, I'm going to point that out real quick because. I know that we have a very divisive opinion about trailers here at our table. Mm-hmm. Tony specifically does not like to watch trailers. Mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit. Some I literally have I will literally mumble yeah. in the theater yeah, so I right. won't yeah. see Me or hear and a, a best thing. friend yeah. of mine are this close and I'm making it for the radio. I'm making tiny little finger space. Mm-hmm. Are this close to when the trailers start in earnest at the draft house just leaving for 10 minutes. Right. Yep. Because like, so, we're just sick of and seeing I, and, the same and I, and I get that. I get that you guys don't want to watch trailers mm. for whatever reason. What I can say, and this is something that's actually been true for Marvel movies for a while that not many people are catching on to. And this is not my original idea. Just so you know, this is an idea that came off of Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since about Endgame, Marvel trailers have not shown what the fucking movie is. That's true. Like, you think you're watching the trailer for it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, let's talk about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, the trailers for this movie, and I watched three different ones, and that was just because it popped up on YouTube yeah. like while I was watching things, and it was just it's the, in the ad it's, stream. It's, it's, it just in, happens it's in the ad stream. Exist, yeah. And I watched three different trailers for this, and the impression that I got from Shang-Chi was this was a movie that had a big, big bombastic bus fight scene that might be the centerpiece of the actual film. Mm-hmm. That the film itself centered around the idea that Shang-Chi is being forced to come back home and rule his father's empire mm-hmm. and take control of the Ten Rings organization. That is what I was given as far as mm-hmm. the the trailer was. If you have seen Shang-Chi, yeah. none of these things are true. No, nothing nothing at all is correct about yeah, that your right. first impression. They are intentionally misdirecting I mean, entire his dad's that is those are at things that did happen in the movie. They though. were th- though, like at one point, his dad even says, "I don't even want you to take control of the organization." Yeah, yeah it, it, like just, just daddy wanted to see his kid his again, but yeah, right. Yeah. But he the the plot necklace. was completely yeah. different. They, yes, so you can go do other things. Like, yes, they were things. Free the demon that lives inside his brain right. slash that wall. None of those <laughs> things were in the trailer. We had right. no idea about the other world. We had no idea about the mother. Yeah, <laughs> all of this stuff was misdirection on Marvel's part. And mm-hmm. I think that that's where they're going with their trailers because they realize that people are getting tired of their trailers. I hope so. Which is why yeah, I your, think... Your trailers get so predictable you right. can literally go, oh, well, I know... Looking at Black Widow's trailer... Right. Oh, yeah, you got every beat. I knew all of that story going into that movie. Mm-hmm. And I was I was happy to Black, keep watching Black it. Black Widow was different. But... Black Widow was like the exception to the rule. But like Endgame, they completely like lied to us about what was in the trailers. Yeah. And that's one of those things. Even Far From Home, like it had a lot of misdirection. Right. Which is why I think the the upcoming Spider-Man movie, I think they're lying to us. I tried to block out most of that. I think that trailer is lying to us. And even Tom Holland's kind of been like, yeah, guys, that that trailer ain't shit. Like like, you guys freaked out over that. Like that ain't shit. And I think that's going to be the new Marvel method going forward is Mm -hmm. that we show you enough of of things that you want to watch it, but you're obviously going to watch it, but we're not Mm going to give shit away. Right. So that's just my kind of side tangent because holy shit, yes, Shang-Chi showed you nothing of what was in the movie. Mm -hmm. And God, it was almost so much more magical when it showed up. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about something I love about Shang-Chi. And that is 
I love me some cute fucking creatures. Oh yeah, love me some cute creatures. Love me. And this movie had all the cute, cre- fuzzy creatures. There were fucking dragon horses, to, and I want one. There were dragon just, horses that <laughs> I, I I must get one. Giant They're, cats. Yeah, like, little 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 pillows with with legs and wings that you just hug. I guess right. that's what those are for. They're to be hugged. <laughs> right. That's like, why nature made those. Like oh my god. And in, in, to that effect, like when I said that I didn't know what to expect going into it because of the trailers, this entire mystical side of the realm, again, mm-hmm. that was never in the trailers. Now that was there. When I got to watch that intro scene of the fight between his father and his mother, yeah, which that straight is like crouching tiger, yeah. hidden dragon. Full on oh, yeah, it's, it's that ma- it's the magical Kung Fu scenes and. I thought that shot, it was shot beautifully. The smirk to show that they liked each other. Yep. Guess what they did right before that, though? Hmm. They spent 20 minutes telling me how much I hate this this guy because he's awful to his children and his, his horrible, ma- like, evil mastermind. It's, it was it a was decision. such horrible storytelling. Like, I literally spent 20 minutes going, this dude sucks. Here's all the reasons he sucks. And now how's he fell in love? Right. I don't know, but the- well, but you knew he was the protagonist's father the yeah, entire just- movie. I understand it probably rubbed you the wrong way. I'm going to disagree that it's perfectly bad storytelling and just say that it's it it it, it was it, it was felt very Disney you. princessy, and I'm okay. <laughs> I, I'm still here for that, but it was a bit. Come on, guys! Could you not written that or placed it later in the story? There could have been I, some somewhere. Well, hold on, else, but I but I but I took it as. Understanding that character from two different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And we did. So the perspective from Shang-Chi is that his father is this fucking brutal ass motherfucker mm-hmm. who like doesn't care about anybody. And that's the guy that we got to learn. Right. And then when we actually get to meet the the not Mandarin, right? Mm-hmm. Um we get to find out that like, no, he's a genuinely caring person. And just what we saw and what our perception of him up to this point is, is a perception of a petulant teenager who hated their fucking father. Pretty much. So it's the same story. It's just different narrators Mm -hmm. is what we got. And that was the important, my, my important takeaway from, from the way that that was told. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Obviously there was the reveal of Ben Kingsley in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Ben Kingsley being in the movie while I was not happy to hear it on my way in, seeing the part that he played in the movie made me less upset about it. I was always the biggest attractor to the what they did with Ben Kingsley in the Mandarin. I thought that was a, just a bad twist. I don't mind with you fucking with my expectations when it comes to what I think is going to happen in the Marvel Universe, mm. as long as it's not stupid. Right. I just thought the Ben Kingsley thing was stupid and wasted, well, and and bringing it all the way back around so it feels less wasted now, it was a good. good Jen, idea. Jen Wu sitting there and telling the story of like, yeah, Americans named me after an orange. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, they were super scared of a plate <laughs> of fried chicken. Right. The plot line of the Iron Man movies is is basically fucking awful, and they threw what little characters they had access to at the screen. Right. And Iron Man 3 didn't need a Mandarin. It was the beginning of something. It was the beginning of something they were still trying to figure things out. When it came to the DVD release, because again, this is, Iron Man 3 came out when those were things still, which is why it's on the special features on Disney Plus, was the extra shot Mm-hmm. Disney or yeah, a Marvel, Marvel one shot, Marvel one shot yeah. of a uh, like Legend of the King or something like that. Yeah. What happened? And it's what happens to Ben King, Ben Kingsley's Mandarin mm-hmm. 
while he's in prison. Yeah. And if you watch that, you go, oh, yeah, no, they totally set up, like, this entire thing, yeah. Yeah. like, in that thing. I mean, yeah. everybody set but, up, but, they but, gave themselves an out. You're right. And they always write themselves an out. Yeah. And you watch yeah. that for all of the extras they that they put the out there. DVD extra. Like, it's not even an end credit scene. You know what nobody was doing when Iron Man 3 came out? Buying discs anymore. <laughs> nobody. I, I think the Ben Kingsley reveal is fantastic. I feel like it totally felt uh, in place. I think that one of the things that Marvel DVD is doing very well is they're kind of, like, doing their, like, pseudo retcons which the ben mm. kingsley thing was kind of a pseudo retcon like we'll acknowledge the thing that happened in the past but now we're going to show you what the real quote we're unquote show you how important would be like. it was right how unimportant it was stuff like that it's one of those things that was shown in one of the eternals trailers um recently they showed mm. the second eternals trailer or something like that and literally it was them them pointing at the people in the crowd saying this is what you guys sound like on twitter yeah and like at one point in the trailer, somebody walks up to somebody else and goes, so where were you when Thanos like happened? And you're like, okay, they're obviously going to answer that question because everybody on Twitter, when they heard the Eternals was coming out, was like, why weren't they there when Thanos was there? Yeah. Right. Like that's, it, it has to be addressed. Right. Mm. It's the same thing they did with uh, Dr. Strange. Yeah. With it, they've already addressed why the wizards were doing other wizardry stuff yep. during that whole mm-hmm. uh, attack on New York yep. stuff. Like, I get that there's always a why weren't they there because they're part of the universe. Yeah. But like I get why weren't the Ninja Turtles there because they're also in New York. Right. Like I get why why wasn't Daredevil there though. Like I get it, but like what like stop needing to have an excuse to throw a character under the bus because they oh, yeah. were logically near a place at a right. time. Like <sighs> No, it makes sense. I see where you're coming from with that. Um one of the things I wanted to point out was that at the end of the movie um, there's a lot of CG mm-hmm. and this is, I think we'll all have a lot, a lot. I think we'll all have very strong opinions about this for me personally, because they saved a lot of the CG for the very end. It didn't feel out of place, especially with what they were doing because it was very stylized CG. Right, right. They, oh, they, um, they saved it all for the giant dragon fight, right? which, yeah. which I'm fucking on board with that. That was cool. It was, I'd still want them to in, like, like just take all your colors and turn up the saturation by like 20, 25%. But other than that, I thought it was well done. There was a, there, there was still a good element of kung fu. Yeah. There was still an interesting element of danger. The set piece was set up well. It didn't feel like the world was collapsing around me and I didn't know where anyone was. Mm-hmm. You just knew what was going on, like like the whole time. And I don't know, it felt better, definitely better than Black Widow as far as ending fights go. Yeah, I would have rather cut back the CGI in the end 25% if i could give that 25% to just adding in more stunt people on both sides to just fill out the scenes to make mm. them look more full um because so much in cgi does happen in the blink of an eye yeah, yeah it's got all these fucking textures cool and you need them for that big other shot but this other shot doesn't even need to fucking exist because it's whipping by and nobody fucking cares cuz you're just wasting C- uh, fucking cpu I'd rather that money go to more people looking like they're fighting each other realistically in the background instead of this ancient eternal tribe of people that is okay. 20 people. How the fuck are they so still like my counterpoint to that? And the reason that I'm okay with this is invading force of 12 like, is that the fuck we is had that? a movie that was very steeped in um, Asian mythology mm-hmm. and 
giving that 25% to the wild ass stuff that is in Asian mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that like, stuff was like oh. getting to represent that on screen. I felt was more important because you're showing representation for that mythology. And that's something that very rarely gets seen by, let's say it outright. Oh, white um, people. I, I do completely agree. And I specifically was like the, um, the, the, the great dragon mm-hmm. and that wall slash also in the eat. Yeah, and the so that's where I yeah the out. creepy things. Right. That's where I wanted to take it from. I mm-hmm. needed less creepy bat things right. and more dudes punching each other in front of each uh, in front of me mm-hmm. because I know that humans are real and creepy bat things are CGI. Sure. Okay. So I put the that. money in not in creepy bat things and CGI that. and in people because I'd fair. rather people get the money and the, not the, a computer. The, the only thing I would say to that is that the the the, the issue you have is you end up with. Um, uh, when you do like, oh, well, let's just make these two crowds bigger and smash against each other. Yeah. That that gets tiring very, very quickly. Yes. Um, when you do, th- I mean, it just, then the end of every movie looks like Endgame, but on a smaller scale. And people mm-hmm. don't care for a different reason. It, it, there's They need to figure out more interesting ways to end these movies and big fight. Yeah. Um, and that they're was, trying. That was actually a criticism that I got from somebody else that I spoke with about this movie. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I loved it. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I just... She's like, I'm not tired of Marvel movies because I still love them, mm-hmm. but giant CGI endings. I loved it because it was gorgeous. And it was showing like this magical, like, you know, uh, Asian mythology landscape. Mm-hmm. But like at some point, this is going to get tiresome. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I get that. Like, I was like, you haven't even watched WandaVision yet. Like, you haven't oh, seen shit. it. I was like, fuck, you're in for, for that. You know, yeah, th- that that's a treat, though. The, the worst, you know, bit of when that happens. Yeah. The entire series is great. And then giant CGI fight at the end. But that's just the the, the that practice right now. CGI fight, though, feels at least story more story driven than. But there was a CGI conversation sure. about yeah. the ship of Theseus, though. Yeah, I, I mean, now that. Oh, oh, spoilers for WandaVision. Um, <laughs> I just. The overall endings of the films themselves, the series notwithstanding, because while there is a battle sequence in that sure. one, most of the films themselves have had a problem with the pre-visualization setup of the, no, we already have these fights done, they're set, they're locked, mm-hmm. do not fuck with them because we have a giant dragon fighting another billion fucking weird pterodactyls. Yeah. Oh, and you want to change the story now? No, fuck you. This is what it is because we've already invested this. Right. So stop investing in the crazy big adventure idea at the end because you are forcing that Mm -hmm. and allow creators to maybe make additional choices that aren't... We sound like we're Multiple, shitting on this movie. No, it's a lot. not just this. No, if you no, look not, at Black Widow, yeah. it's the same fucking thing. Black right. Widow is sure. such a, and everything is spelled out in the CGI action at this sequence at the end. That yeah, yeah. I, 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 I would say that there is a lot to like about Black Widow outside of those things. I do, yeah. But absolutely. but that's not where we are. We're talking about mm-hmm. Shang Chi, yeah. and ah, man, yeah, I, I had. I a, walked. Away, I had a sm- very few movies, and I, I know that I've said this a couple times over the last you know couple of years, but there have been genuine movies that kept a smile on my face the whole time. Mm-hmm. And it's so rare when a movie does that. I was just like watching Shang-Chi and I'm just like smiling. Yeah. I'm just like enjoying my drink and eating my shitty like, you know, draft house pizza. And I'm just like, this is great. Yeah. Just everything about this. Uh, one of the things that I loved about this that I wanted to, to bring up was, um, so when the movie ends, we get this kind of um, 
this scene where Wong shows back up, mm-hmm. right? From from Doctor Strange. Oh, and yeah. Like, and fighting abomination like, of all and, 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 No, this is the very end part of it. He's like, oh, I end. need to grab you in those rings and we need to go do a thing. And he grabs him and he pulls him out. And when you see a scene like that, typically in a Marvel film, you're like, oh, that's the setup for the next thing that's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Except in this movie, they didn't do that. They're yeah. like, yeah, that mid credit scene, we're just going to show you what happens. Yep. And it's just them sitting around like having hot cocoa being like, yeah, let's talk about these fucking rings. Those are fucking weird, right? Yeah. Like, I love that you didn't have to have that giant cliffhanger. The cliffhanger that we got was about the sister and I enjoyed it. But the only thing that I thought about afterwards is that, man, I wish the sister got more development because mm-hmm. if that's our cliffhanger, like I get that our cliffhangers right now are about the bad guys. Cause that's right. what the Marvel's doing right now. Their cliffhangers. But like maybe give her a little bit more screen time because she was really great, but you gave her very little to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like, no, oh, we are getting there because you're spending a lot of time investing in those bad guy buildups. Yeah, and um, <sighs> Selena, I she was a wonderful vice president and a pretty shitty president. Um, <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus is not someone that you're going to invest in as an actor or character and just be throwing away for no fucking reason. Right, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing with um, Sharon Carter. Her coming in. Like, yeah, these yeah, are obviously plot points that you're coming back. You're like, no, we're keeping these actors around. And having Sean's little sister as now the leader of the Ten Rings, because yeah. I bad at remembering names at right now. Um, it took me a while to remember Jen Wu's name. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just trying. I did not have character list pulled up. Yeah. So Jen Wu's uh, continuation, whenever the end credit actually just says like the 10 rings will continue. And just, mm. and, but the last shot was of her leading the yeah. 10 rings. I'm like, Oh, that just makes me happy for bad guys. Like <laughs> I'm getting amazing actors. We are we are now, are, I think, entering into the age of bad guys in Marvel. We've been doing yeah. it for a while. If you've been watching the 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 uh, Disney Plus shows, a lot mm-hmm. of it's been about the like, hey, we're gonna assemble the Dark Avengers in right. air quotes, right? That's yeah, what we're doing. And we doing. need something like that because I mean, we're out of we're out of big bads pretty right. much. I mean, no, no one's. I mean, we're not no, one-off not, big bads are personal to that hero and yeah. not group big bads and right. group big bads turn into intergalactic bullshit which is complicated and nobody likes that mm-hmm. so it, it, there was a lot to love Power about Shang Chi I know that we did a little bit yeah. of ranting about Marvel movies in general but I, I feel like we all kind of walked away from this movie and we're like man we all had a fucking good time with that didn't we yeah it was a lot of fun we we got to see a Marvel Kung Fu movie that was appropriately done um, based on the source material, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. And it took oh, it took its twenty five movies to get here, but but it's very cool. And I'm looking forward and, and, more and, to the Eternals now. And than I'm going to get a, a little bit political for a second, and I don't want to make this weird, but um, I was watching some videos about the making of the Netflix um, Marvel shows. Oh, and okay. They were talking about the the particular YouTuber who was talking about that. And I believe it's Jeff Loeb. Please don't quote me on that, but I believe that's who it was that was helping work on those. Mm-hmm. Um, during his time working on that series, specifically when it came to things with uh, the group The Hand, the Ninja Clan, mm-hmm. um, made some pretty racist comments about okay. um, how The Hand is a very unimportant group, even though if you watch those series, The Hand's pretty fucking important. Mm-hmm. The hand but, does most of them but they didn't want to it. elevate the Asian actors. Um, because he didn't feel that like they were necessary. He felt that they were 
just throwaways to make everybody else look good. There's a lot of bad things that were said, and he's no longer working on those Mm -hmm. kind of projects anymore. He was very much removed. Um, But to come from so far from that kind of thing only happening a few years back Mm -hmm. to a film like Shang-Chi happening, it's it's fucking important, y'all. Yeah. Like, this is... Like, say what you want about Captain Marvel, whether you liked it, but look at those pictures of the girls that walk up to Brie Larson. Yeah. Look up to the to the girls that walk up to Scarlett Johansson. Fucking, like, all the actors behind Shang-Chi said, we're a fucking movement. What we yeah. are doing here is not a one-off, we're an Asian Marvel film. What we are doing is bringing representation into the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. And it was so fucking important that it happened. And it's so great that it happened in a very natural way that you just related to the characters, right? Like that's the biggest takeaway you could take away from something like this is I am not a person of this ethnicity. And yet I now feel connected to them because I get to learn a little bit about their culture. And I'm not even talking about through the martial arts. I'm talking about that scene in the beginning where he goes to get breakfast at her place. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like eating like soup with them. And like grandmother's like, you shouldn't act this way because like you're not American. And Mm -hmm. she looks at her grandma and she's like, like grandma, you're American now too. And like, there's that that yeah. connection, right? Like, mm-hmm. no matter what background we're from, we're all Americans. And yeah. Like, like we should all be like, you know, connecting on. The, there's a lot of levels to it. I think that that was such an important part of it. No matter how you felt about the movie in general, I felt that the representation that it brought to the table was honestly the best thing about the movie. Mm-hmm. With okay. that in mind, how do you feel about Ben Kingsley being redeemed as the mm-hmm. actor character behind the Mandarin? Now that that is. That's an entire plot. I got yeah. well, for the movie, movie, but we've already done that. Redeemed is a weird. Word. I mean, like but, he's. But, I, I, but it, it, yeah. it's, it's nice that it, it, it's nice that he yeah, was. He's never been in there. prison. Got freed from prison. He just kind of goes along for the ride at this point. Yeah, he's just <laughs> kind of like people just keep not killing him, and yeah. that's that's how he he does yeah. his thing. It, it, it's fun. You know, and he didn't, you know, run around being like, you know, saying anything offensive. I think it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, my favorite my new bad guy, it, new Mandarin, it, mm-hmm. um, I, I had to pull up his name here. Uh, Tony Lung is Wade Wu, I believe is I'm pronouncing. Wei Wu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holy but, shit is the fucking best bad guy yes. in... Like I like Thanos, and I really like um, what's his name's CGI representation. But like, hot damn! Yeah, it was just like, yeah, like he was a bad guy that made you feel evil, daddy. Like it was like, ah, it was so good. I believe I believe his first fully not not fully obviously, but his first like actual English speaking role. Oh wow! Really? Really? Yes, I didn't know that. Uh, He could obviously he spoke the language, but I believe all of his credits before this are in. Yeah. Uh, Chinese films, or at yeah. least definitely in foreign films. I will tell you. Oh, so, I, so I like him as an actor, and mm-hmm. fucking want to see more of him do everything. We watch a lot of so Marvel good. films. We've watched all of the Marvel films and <laughs> yep. the shows and all these things. Um, there are very few scenes that made me sit a little bit uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. And there was the scene in Shang Chi when he walks into the room with his son, and you know what's about to happen. Mm. where he's got the rings on mm-hmm. and he walks into the room with his son. You're like, your son's about to watch you kill every motherfucker in this room. And I like, there was something about that and the way that it was shot. I was like, mm-hmm. even hit- though they didn't show you that much of it, I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. this is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like this poor fucking kid. Like that was 
oh, a masterclass in fucking yeah. shot composition. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Um, you already spoke about it, but I want to talk about uh, Wong a little bit more. Yeah. And just how much he was able to tie him just as being fucking awesome and being Wong mm. and being in so many movies because he's... I mean, he was a side character in the Doctor Strange movie. Mm. Who thought he was going to be this fucking awesome? That he was just going to own his way through Infinity War and Endgame Wong is and another, keep showing up. Wong is another example of the trailer lying to you. Yeah, very Because when true. you watched the Shang-Chi trailer, you saw both the abomination from mm. the Hulk movies and, and Wong in that arena. And there are entire YouTube videos that are dedicated to people trying to break down what is going on in that scene. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you, none of them were correct yep. because it was way funnier than anybody. But they put that scene in there to make all the nerds go, oh, we have to talk about this thing. Yeah. Guess what? Misdirection, motherfuckers. What yeah. if I, Bendig Wong is, I fucking love him. He's, He's so good. So fucking good. And I like, I weirdly, this is one of the time, like, I like when characters and I like, have the same name as the actor because it just kind of feels like they just kind of fall in a little mm -hmm. bit to their, like, their own personality. And I feel like I get that with him. That character, I think, saves the Marvel Universe, honestly. Wong <laughs> one day, is, Wong will save the like, Marvel Universe. He should. He is one of those glue characters like y'all don't fucking get the picture do you like well, yeah, you're I, gonna I, run over there oh dude in the iron suit fucking quit doing that by the way for yeah. any of you out there who are fans of benedict wong um seriously if you've never played it and you like first person shooters for the love of god please go play the game pray mm -hmm. benedict wong is one of the main characters in that he is so good please so good. um we need to start wrapping this up so what i want to do is just kind of a round table Final thoughts, things that you love, just just gush or not gush about Shang Chi. Be honest with your feelings. Go. Um, final thoughts on the movie. I mean, I spent time telling you how much I liked it. Definitely watch it if you haven't. Um, it's a good addition to the MCU. My biggest takeaway from this movie has honestly been that maybe I need to do more karaoke <laughs> with my friends <laughs> while drinking. There is a great um, Korean karaoke place where you can get private rooms here in Austin. We should go. I'm fucking down. And if, I was going to say, do you I, like doing private or public? Because I, I, I got options. I, I, I've done public like twice and it was terrifying. So I don't know. Private's but, much better. Yeah. But um, we'll just get uh, yeah. you more shit faced on a fucking Tuesday. It's Everyone fun. do more karaoke with your friends while you can. I know this is bad advice right now, <laughs> but whatever. Get fucking vaccinated. Get your, get your fucking booster and go. <laughs> you know, just it, kill everyone on your way in who refuses to get jabbed we're not a political podcast i did do more karaoke i did not get that at all love it. what was your takeaway after you watched the whole thing i really overall enjoyed the characters the cgi the storytelling for what they gave me um, my biggest complaint was the, you spent 20 minutes telling me how much I should hate sure. someone then trying to show me how to make them fall in love. Just, yeah. just felt so weird for the story mm -hmm. that it kind of fucked me up. Mm. And at the end when I'm like, Oh, I get it. It's supposed to justify you're crazy. You need to go for this wall. But like, no, yeah. that's, I can't justify like child beating to this is sure. why we made these children. Like I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It felt strange for me. I enjoyed it's where it's at. I want more. Mm -hmm. 
Um, mm-hmm. I again, I wish that we just kind of cut back that last CGI sequence of pterodactyl thingies versus dragon for like sure. a little bit, so we could have a wider breadth of actors sure. on there. Uh, but it's not the worst movie I've watched coming from Marvel. True. Very and true. I think that's the best I can say. I think for me, it is rare. When, and again, I know that I'm always going to rewatch Marvel movies, mm-hmm. but it is rare when I walk out of a Marvel movie. And the first thing that I say to Hector is I kind of want to go back in the theater and watch that again. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was fun. Yeah. Like I was, I was that into it at the time. And I, I still kind of hold to that. Uh, by the way, Shang-Chi is coming to uh, Disney plus on November 12th. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I so, think Black Widow actually drops here in yeah, like two should, weeks. Should be well. dropping here pretty soon. Um, that being said, I, what can I say that I haven't said? The representation matters. All the actors are fantastic. Uh, if you have not watched Kim's Convenience, please go on Netflix and watch Kim's Convenience because if you want to know where that actor comes from, it's awesome. He is an awesome, awesome person. If For those of you who don't know, when there were first rumblings that Shang-Chi was going to be made into a series or Samu made into a film, uh, Samu Lu, thank you. Um, Samu Lu actually tweeted out... Like hey, movie. Marvel, can we talk about Shang-Chi? Mm-hmm. And he kind of meant it as a joke, but not really meant it as a joke. And here we are. Yeah. Like. We, we, we got something. Yeah, we got something. And he's so proud of what he has done. All the positive feedback that he's been hearing, you know, from uh, the Asian community saying, like, it's just so great to see one of us on screen. Mm-hmm. That's fucking powerful. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think that will be the legacy of this. And if I have any, my my closing statement about Shang-Chi, aside from representation, is Marvel, again, can take a D-list comic book character, a character that has, I can't even recommend a comic to you that he's in because they're mostly bad. Mm -hmm. They took that. All the old Fu Manchu stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. they took that and said, yeah, we can make this better and we can make this good. Mm -hmm. And that's what they fucking did with it. Yeah. So... Good on y'all. That's all I'm saying about it. Yeah. All right. That is everything that we have for the show this week. We got to wrap this whole thing up. If you have any opinions about any of the news things that we talked about, or if you just want to talk to us about your love of Shang-Chi, Tony, where can they find us? Head on over to goodnight.gg. It redirects you to our Patreon page where you can like this show, listen to the show, or... Uh, maybe subscribe and become a Patreon and get access to behind uh, the epi- or just additional episodes like uh, um, the PT one that we're going to do at some point. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, info at the at goodnight.gg, which is our email address. And then GNGGCast is our Facebook, it's our Twitter, it's our all the other social media thingies. Yep. All right, that's everything we have for the show this week. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us. We appreciate all of our listeners every week, as always. But until next time, for Tony, this is James. Or James, this is Tony. And I just made Tony laugh. (laughs) Everyone, good night. (laughs) Good game. (laughs)